Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety, take their power back, and learn how to create a truly beautiful life. Each week, I'm speaking with amazing individuals who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, sex, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a mom, a blogger, and a certified health coach. I'm obsessed with personal growth and change, and I've helped women all around the world regain alignment with what they truly value in life and remove the blocks preventing them from living their life to the fullest. If you're ready to stop living a half-life and move fully into your power, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, today I'm speaking with Taylor Somerville. He's a writer, he is a breathwork coach and entrepreneur, and this is someone who was in a high-powered corporate job in finance and just started to realize that that wasn't the path that he wanted to be on. He didn't want to be 80 years old with regrets, you know, living his whole life a certain way where he knew he wasn't really happy. So he quit his job. Um took a sharp right turn and learned all about breathwork um, through XPT training, which we talk about. And through that is really creating his own life and then teaching others how to create their own lives, whatever that means for them. Um, And through breathwork helps people discover that they're not victims of stressful situations. They're not victims of their life circumstances, that they can really create their own beautiful lives for themselves. So of course, this is so in line with what I love to talk about and the meaning of the show. So I hope you enjoy this episode that I did with Taylor. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD Supplements. Guys, these are the supplements that I've created with the intention of helping you battle stress and anxiety naturally. And they don't contain any THC. They are THC-free. Um, But they are going to help you feel calm and more relaxed and less anxious, which is something I know I needed. Even with all of my meditation and journaling, I still experience bouts of anxiety and stress throughout my day as a mom of two. I think that's pretty normal. Um, And they really help you calm down and feel clear so you're able to focus and you're able to get things done and really just feel empowered. Um, So they're on my website now, motherhoodunstressed.com, and if you use the code LAUNCH, you will save 10%. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Four Sigmatic. This is the Finnish company providing you with medicinal mushrooms in the U.S., and I like the chaga for the immune-boosting properties. I love the cordyceps because they give me so much energy for my workouts, and when I've had cordyceps in the morning and I go on a run in the afternoon, I feel like I can just run forever, and I have so much more energy. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, At nighttime, I like the reishi because it's very grounding and calming, and for someone with a more cold disposition, it works really well to warm me up and kind of just make me feel cozy and calm. So you can find them at foursigmatic.com and use the code UNSTRESSED to save 10%. Taylor, I just want to say thank you for coming onto the show, and I'm so excited to dive into everything breathwork with you. Thanks for having me. Um, so just to give our audience some context, why don't you take us through the events in your life that kind of led you to where you are now, you know, being a coach and trainer in this, in this realm. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, started out after college in the investment business, uh, kind of bounced around registered investment advisors, uh, analyst positions, moved on, uh, to a tr- company here. It was a commodities trading firm. Uh, worked there for, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. So um, I worked there for over 10 years. So, I mean, I love that. I love the psychological aspect of it. 
that's what always really got me why why people do the kind of the things they do. Uh, investors always made the same mistakes. Markets kind of always did the same thing. And so going forward a little bit, I four years ago, I went through a divorce and and that process kind of started reevaluating everything because I had this life plan. Mm-hmm. thought it was all going perfectly and then it all kind of fell apart. Um, and so I really got into meditation and journaling and I'd always been into fitness and working out and playing sports, but I kind of really, you know, dug really deep into that. Um, and just kind of started this, this journey of self-introspection, you know, therapy and, uh, everything. And then I really got into the breath work through that, through meditation and then just kind of like searching out, uh, and started realizing that doing these things really changed how I was acting and responding to stress. I was usually very anxious and just stressful job and always <clears throat> just reactionary, uh, mm-hmm. could very much fly off the handle. And as I started getting more involved with this breath work and trying different techniques and just, you know, mindfulness and, I realized that I was able to calm myself down a lot easier and not really overreact in situations. Uh, And then about three years ago, I found uh, listening to Tim Ferriss podcast, heard Laird Hamilton and Gabrielle Reese who founded XPT company that I uh, certified with. And it is their, training methodologies they've been doing for years. Laird's big wave surfer, Gabby, pro volleyball player, actress, model. And they were really into breath work and ice and heat uh, recovery aspects, doing cycling between ice baths and saunas. And then these pool workouts, which also bring a lot of breath control and really get people out of their comfort zone. Uh, so I heard them talking about this and I was like, man, this is pretty incredible. I, I need to look into more of that. So I started really following them and then found Wim Hoff, who's another uh, mm-hmm. guy big in the breath and ice and started doing all of his work. And then last year, I, for my birthday, I was like, okay, I got to go to one of these experiences that Larry and Gabby do for XPT. It's, they put on these, they're about six to eight a year. They do some of them at their home in Malibu, some of them. And in Hawaii, where Laird grew up, and then they kind of do others around the country, and they're kind of branching out and kind of getting now around the world. So I went to the first one of those and was like, this is just amazing. You know, they get you and they do Laird's leading you through breath work out of the gate, and they, they get everybody and they kind of split you into groups, and everybody does the heist and the heat and the pool workouts. And it's just uh, the, you know, the way it made me feel and the people that were there, it's like, this is just awesome. And I'd already been thinking about leaving my job. I'd been, you know, I just knew it wasn't for me anymore. I was tired of sitting at a desk all day. I mean, you know, I was up at, you know, at my desk at 6 a.m., didn't leave till 4 wow. or 5. Just pretty much sitting in front of four computer screens with just a lot of reaction, having to deal with, you know, world events. And it just, it wasn't for me anymore. I was just tired of doing it, ready to move on. I was trying to figure out, you know, I'd been kind of planning an escape for a little while, saving up money. And after that experience, I really went in, I was like, okay, how can I do this? What can I do? 
That's what I'm really curious about is like, was, did it happen when you were in Malibu at this XPT training? Like, did you have this awakening happen or was it kind of like a slow, I got to get out of here? It was a, it was a slow thing. I had been, you know, contemplating it for a while and doing that. I just realized, you know, this is, I really have to make this push. And then I get back and I start looking around at everybody and I'm like, Mm -hmm. if I don't leave, I'm going to be here in 30 years. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ever leave because a paycheck is nice and it's just, it's too easy. It's comfortable. And it's a a great group of people I worked with. Uh, You know, it was fun, uh, but it was just, I knew I didn't want to be doing this, that when I was 60 years old, I didn't want to have to come in and stare at the markets all day long and do that. I wanted more freedom and what I could do during the day. And I wanted to feel like I was affecting people more than just helping manage their money and pushing paper around. Uh, I mean, that must have that must have been like kind of a weird transition because I'm sure when you first stepped in that office, you know, you thought that was going to be it. Like that was your career. This is your yep. identity. I mean, it's a lot of like masculine energy and ego involved. I mean, and then all of a sudden when you make that shift, it's like, what am I doing here? Yes, there's a lot. I'd, uh, so like, one of the things I've actually started doing before I went to Malibu probably... March or April, I started writing a newsletter mm-hmm. uh, about you know mental wellness, you know fitness, nutrition. Kind of started talking about all the things that had helped me get to where I was. And I'd, I'd always been kind of a curator of information for people. Always read a lot, search out podcast books, articles, and I would always kind of send them to friends and you know on whatever topic uh, you know I thought was relevant. And so I started doing this newsletter, writing a little bit and had a little introduction articles. And I kind of started getting more and more into that writing more of the introduction and just kind of finding my voice a little more. And I was so scared that anybody at work was going to find it. Cause I knew if they Aww. ever saw it, I was like, Oh, they're going to, ra- I just, they would just rag me. You know, it's like, I can't, I don't feel like dealing with that. It's just something I, I didn't want to deal with. Yeah. Um, well, that's understandable. And so you know, as the summer kind of progressed, I was just laid out plans and like went through a lot of, a lot of journaling, a lot of writing, like kind of worst case scenario, different mm-hmm. tactics like that. Some of the stuff Tim Ferriss talks about, like fear setting and writing out, you know, if I do this, what's going to, what's going to be the worst thing that happens? Uh, mm-hmm. How can I come back from it? Uh, I, I love at, that. Yeah. And looked at, you know, I think I listened to Jeff Bezos talk about like, him leaving and, you know, starting Amazon, the job he was at. And like he, he used this, he called it the regret minimization framework where hmm. when he's looking back at 80 years old, you know, is he going to regret not taking the steps to do what he's done on basically all of his decisions? And I was like, that's a great way to look at it. Absolutely. And, I, and I knew that I would regret not trying something, even if I failed and what I did, if I just stayed there and stayed comfortable, I was going to regret not ever trying it. Man, so, like if you listen to Gary Vee too, like that's what he talks about a lot is yeah. like regret being his motivator, you know, and like looking, like talk, like go to an old folks home and talk to people in their 80s and 90s and, and have them tell you about their regrets and what they, you know, they wish they would have done and then have that be your motivation. That's right. Yeah. And it's powerful. It's usually the things they didn't do. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so how, I, has your, how has your life changed since, since making this great shift? I mean, this was a massive career change. Yeah, it was a big change. So I quit in October of last year and kind of took some time off. I, was, I had a big 
24 hour endurance race that I was training for. I did that in November and then kind of spent time with my family and beginning of this year started trying to plan out what I was going to do. I still had no idea. I started writing more, uh, started a blog along with the newsletter and Mm -hmm. just started writing a whole lot more. And I knew I wanted to do something involved with the breath work and kind of what I was doing with XPT. So I started talking to them more. Uh, people with that organization went to another experience in Hawaii and mm-hmm. loved that. And I was like, okay, this is just, I've got to get involved with this. So they were starting a certification program and they asked me to be a part of the first group. So there were seven of us and like five had been to experiences before Mm-hmm. And they were, we were kind of like the test group, uh, testing out the certification. And now they've done like five or six more and kind of growing the network of coaches around the country. So when I got done with that, I really started, you know, working with people around town, teaching breath work, um, mainly private at first, friends, um, family, and, you know, just people I knew. And <clears throat> in doing that, I, uh, kind of started growing, growing that area. And then also started teaching classes around town and gyms. I'm a member at yoga studios. I've been running, um, ice baths and sauna, uh, contrast therapy, doing a lot of pool workouts. And now I'm uh, starting my business, which is called symmetry. And it's about changing people's relationship with stress. Oh, I love that. Using, using the breath work and really the ice and as tools and the pool workouts too and some physical you know, fitness aspects of it, but really the breath work. And it's trying to get people to understand that, okay, we have all these chronic stresses in our life, work, family, the food we eat, just our environments, technology, social media, and that these chronic stresses are keeping us, you know, have a lot of problems with chronic diseases, anxiety, inflammation, all sorts of things. And one of our issues is nobody knows how to breathe. Everybody breathes with their mouth all day long, breathes into their upper chest, which causes us to be even more stressed. It keeps us in that sympathetic fight or flight state, Mm -hmm. causes our body to release cortisol and just be in a chronically stressed state. And that we are not made to be that way. That's like one of them, you know, stress is good for us to an extent. It helps us grow. It helps us change, but it's these acute stressors that we need, but then we need to drop down in that parasympathetic rest, relax, recover aspect. And so we can take what we did in the stressful state and kind of grow with it. But our body, how, how often would you have someone like if they're just a regular person listening, like mm-hmm. how often should they start focusing on their breath? And then like, what, what do they actually do? Like how, how do you do breath work? So what I do in my class is like kind of an introductory class is I will put people through about 20 minutes, start off, give them a little kind of intro, uh, then put them through 15 to 30 minutes of a breathwork section using all different techniques. Box breathing is one to kind of start out with, which is basically you have the, the four corners of the breath, which is the inhale, the hold, the exhale, and the hold. And you breathe into an equal ratio of each, uh, starting with like three seconds. So I'll kind of, that's like a good kind of warm up. And that's something people can do every day. Uh, something I do every day. It's a great way to introduce yourself to breath work. 
but I go and I kind of get different techniques and it basically puts people, shows people what you can do with your breath. Some people, they get a little stressed and anxious during it because you're doing long breath holds and mm. what's called super ventilation, kind of Wim Hof breathing, like rapid inhales and exhales. And some people can get a little stressed with that and they can freak out a little bit. And mm. some people get extremely calm. And just by, by the end of it, most people are just laid out on the ground, <laughs> melted, melted into the floor, and it takes them a few minutes to recover. And so then I kind of go through some of the science behind breath work, nasal breathing, why it's so important to breathe through your nose throughout the day, uh, give them some tips and tricks to, to take home with and do every, every day. And that's, that's kind of the main where to, place to start. And really what the, I've uh, pushed so hard is just an awareness, awareness of how you're breathing and how it affects your mental state. Because when you're breathing through your mouth all day, you're typically breathing at a higher rate. It's making you a little more stressed when things start getting, you start getting anxious, something happens at work, your respiration rate increases, your heart rate increases. And so, and it all kinds of feeds on itself in your mind. It's just like this circular loop. Once and you're not even really aware that that's you, going yes, on. You're like not you're aware so in the matrix of it. Like yeah. you just believe everything that you're thinking and feeling. That it's, yes, exactly. That that's all just, you know, that's life. And that's, it's all, everything you're thinking is true. And then it just kind of yeah. goes in this downward spiral for a lot of people. And what I push is, you know, during the day, 99% of the time, you should be breathing in through your nose, out through your nose. And why is that? Our nose was made to breathe. It's how we filter the air. It releases nitric oxide, which helps push the oxygen into your body. It Mm. also helps build your CO2 tolerance. So really, breathing in the oxygen is not how we oxygenate ourselves. It's how how much CO2 you have. So you have a certain amount of CO2, and that pushes the oxygen off the red blood cells and lets it proliferate through your body. So if you are not, if you have a low CO2 tolerance, then you're over-breathing is what it's called. Basically, breathing in too much oxygen, which is which causes just too much stress and you're not utilizing it. So you're just constantly breathing too fast. And there's a great book um, by Scott Patrick McKeon called oxygen advantage. He's one of the advisors for XPT and he goes into a lot of the science behind it all and how, you know, once you start kind of nasal breathing, it helps, it helps with asthma, anxiety, you know, allergies, because most people, you know, have a lot of issues with allergies. People breathe through the mouth, so you're not filtering any of that air. Oh wow! More in the air, you don't, you know, you get some immune responses when you breathe through your nose, and that's just, you know, it's, and it also breathing through your nose triggers your parasympathetic state and activates your diaphragm. So most people don't ever use their diaphragm; they don't know how to use it. It's stuck, and mm-hmm. so really, when you get going deeper into to breath work, it's kind of you know figuring out how to get your diaphragm active, unlocking it. Uh, there's different kind of mobility things you can do to help unlock it and work with it. And it's just like any, any program or practice, it takes time. So it's. You know, yeah. You I'd imagine it. like the people who you first start working with are like, what is this? Like what yeah. is happening right now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they are. And they're like, you know, most people are just like shocked by the, how they feel after the first session. And then as mm-hmm. they start working on it, you know, I've had a bunch of people tell me that it's just changed their life. Their sleep's improved because there's yeah. protocols you can do before bed. To What's one you. of your favorites? So one of the things I like to do before bed or any after any workout is just lying down, 
inhale through your nose for four seconds, exhale for eight seconds. Mm. And elongating the exhale helps get you into the parasympathetic state and it really helps drop your heart rate. So after workouts, it's a great, great thing to do. Um, and you know, that might be a little too long for some people. So you want to start at two and four, just, you just want to double your exhale to inhale. Gotcha. And so that helps really calm you down. And I do that typically when I get in bed. That's such a great idea because I feel like so many people, especially like listeners of this show who are looking for, you know, stress relief and how to make their lives less stressful, like their minds are racing at night. You know, they can't, they don't know what to do. That, I mean, that simple physical act, you know, would absolutely help put you into a relaxed state. And then you're going to like fall asleep with no meds and no, you know, nothing. Yeah, not using sleep medication or anything like that, you know, just some magnesium and a little breath work helps go a long way to getting a restful night's sleep. And that changes everything. I feel like sleep changes everything. If you're getting enough sleep, like you're a different person. It does. And one of the things now you'll probably think I'm crazy with this one. Most people are really like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, So I started doing this, which I don't really do it that often anymore, but most people, when they sleep at night, sleep with their mouth open and breathe through their mouth. Mm-hmm. And that causes you to wake up in the middle of the night, dry mouth, have to go to the bathroom, just not getting in. And like, there's a lot of studies done. Like I've had friends who's doing it, testing it with like their whoop and stuff like that, that they see a dramatic increase in sleep when they tape their mouth shut. Oh. And, and so, and I've got this actually Laird told us about this and I thought he was crazy. And then I read it <laughs> in, in advantage and I was like, okay, I'll try this. And I, I tried it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is just amazing. Like, it's not like, you you know, you're going to die. Like no matter what, you'll rip the tape off if you really need to breathe. (laughs) But like you start, you start doing it and then your body just finally kind of converts to it and starts doing it on its own. So now I don't really have to do it. I'll do it occasionally if I know I haven't Mm -hmm. been getting good sleep, but I started sleeping through the night every night and just waking up incredibly refreshed. And then I start reading, there's all these books about, you know, one of them's called um, Shut Your Mouth, Save Your Life. This guy wrote in the 1830s. Uh, hmm. George Caitlin's his name. And he went around to all the uh, indigenous tribes and Native Americans and looking at how the, the Europeans, like kind of their facial structures and like how the diseases they had, all the Europeans had all these diseases. You didn't have any of this stuff in Native American. And one of the things he noticed was that the mothers of the babies would close their mouths every uh, like whenever they stopped breastfeeding or you know whenever they were asleep they would always pinch their mouth shut oh wow and that that they all kept their mouth shut all the time and they called the they called the uh merit you know the europeans they called them black mouths because they had their mouths open and then and they all had they all had perfect teeth and perfect jaw structures and where the europeans at all started this started going away and there's a new book that I'm reading right now called Jaws, which is also goes kind of into some of this, but you know, it's a lot about how our diet and you know, the Western kind of cultures changed our structures and how the orthodontics and how it messes up your airway. And it's an interesting thing about just, you know, you need to have your mouth shut most of the time. And yeah, this is blowing my it. mind right now. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like <laughs> I wish I would have known this when I had my two boys when they were babies. It's, it's, it's interesting. I'll have to, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, you'd, li- you'd like the book Jaws. It's really short. It's like, you know, it's not long at all, but it was, a you know, basically like an evolutionary 
anthropologist and a orthodontist got together and wrote this book t- together. That's wild. Um, so getting back to like how you train people to mm-hmm. get in touch with their breath. I love that you've been kind of taking this on the road and like helping people in regular professions. Like I saw that you did a workshop for teachers. Yeah. Can you talk to me about that and what you taught the teachers? So I, I went through pretty much what I stated earlier, uh, that same type of class, but then what I, you know, what I point out is the awareness, be aware of how you're breathing during the day. And I gave them the box breathing. That's like the main thing I tell them to That's do. That's like a good starter. I feel That's like a great starter. Five minutes in the morning. It's, I mean, and it's a Navy seal technique. Oh. That, you know, it's from, it's got Mark divine. He's got this group seal fit. He was in the Navy seals and they use, they use that technique a lot to calm down. Cause it helps kind of center your mind. Mm. Doesn't really, I mean, it relaxes you and just, it's almost like a mindfulness approach to start your day out. Yeah. Right? And you start with, you know, when you're first starting it, you start at three seconds for the inhale, the hold, exhale and the hold. Then you kind of ra- try to build on that as you do it more and more. And really it only takes five minutes in the morning to get prepared, you know, to get started. To get centered. Yeah. And then as you do it more, your body starts reacting to it more and you, you know, you go a little longer and then eventually you get to where you can just kind of center yourself on after a couple of breaths mm. of, of nasal inhales, you know, breathing deep into your belly. And, and it's not necessarily just breathing out with your belly. You want to expand your rib cage and your abdomen in a, a 360 degree mm. range. So you don't want to just push out your belly. And it's kind of focusing on that. So that, what I worked with teachers on was kind of focusing on that, trying to get them centered before their day went off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when the kids, it's a, it was a charter school, a lot of uh, underprivileged kids who have a lot of stress in their life, mm-hmm. who, you know, when they're overreacting, try to just get them to concentrate on how they're breathing. I love this. Get them to use, you know, breathe through their nose and kind of get them to calm down that way. And help yes. them, you know, slow. Taylor, down. this is so powerful. Like you literally, just by training the teachers, like they're going to take that technique to the kids. I mean, that could be life-changing for these kids. Like, I'm not even kidding. I hope so. I think that's it is. So it, 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 I mean, it changed my life. And that's what I want to do is help other people. Wow. Um, I love it. that. I want to take that to my kids' school. Like I'm already like thinking, like I need to get, I need to get some more training. Yeah. And I mean, there's... A bunch of people doing like meditation in schools and yeah. like that. And it's, this is the breath work is a form of meditation without calling it meditation. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you say, I want to teach the class how to meditate, I think there would be some pushback. Yeah. Especially if you don't understand it, if you think it's religious or something like that. Yeah. And there's no, you know, there's, it's all secular. It's all about yeah. figuring out that really your breath is a remote control to your brain. It yeah. can help change your mental processes and you, you freaking out. And when you slow the breath down, your mind slows down. That's what I really love about the ice. So you have all these physical benefits of the ice and the sauna, helping with endurance, helping your cardiovascular aspect, helping with you know, muscle soreness, recovery, mm-hmm. with inflammation. But what I love is you get someone in the ice and your immediate response is that fight or flight get me the hell out of here. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, still, I've done it so many times, but it's still, when I get in there the first time, it's, you know, I have yeah. that same response. It's just, that's the way our brains work. And you can, you learn quickly. Okay. If I can slow down and start breathing in through my nose, I mean, really when you're in the ice, you want to enter the nose out through the mouth is what I 
get it first and then try to really slow down that exhale because the exhale is what it puts us in that parasympathetic state mm-hmm. and slowing it down gets it even better. So after like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, someone, once they start slowing their breath down, it gets a whole lot easier. And mm-hmm. then the next thing you know, you're kind of through it all. And How long do you stay in the ice tub? So we use a 30 degree ice tub. So it's very cold. <laughs> and the goal is to try to get to three minutes, you know, but really what I say is you want to stay in longer than you think you can. Yeah. And, and you just want to, you know, if you want to get out, okay, take five breaths mm. and, and slow it down. Just get through five breaths. And then if you still want to get out after that, get out. Um, but, you know, try to work yourself up to three minutes and then we go get into a sauna for 10 to 15 minutes and warm up, get a little uncomfortable in there get a good sweat on and then go back and do three cycles of that. I mean, my, a lot of my ancestors came from Norway. And so this was kind of a common practice that they would, yes. do, you know, go in the sauna and then go outside and roll around in the snow and then go back. So, I mean, there's a history to this. I feel yeah, like. it is. I mean, in all of this stuff, it's nothing new. I mean, people have been doing it for thousands of years, yeah. but it's just, I think coming back now because of how stressed people are mm-hmm. and, people are just seeing the benefits of it. When you, I mean, when you experience it on your own, you're really like, okay, there's something here. So when I you think, do when yeah, you do that, I think I, when you do it and you feel it, it's like, okay, this is, this is true. This is real. You know? Yeah. There's some, that's why I like to do it, do a session with someone before really telling them much about it. Mm. I want to, you know, have you experience it first. Cause if I start telling you, okay, the science behind everything, or, you know, this is what we're going to do. It just kind of, they're like, whatever. But if yeah. you've gone through a session, you're like, Okay, now I get it. Right. Like I, I feel buzzed right now because of I've oxygenated my whole body. Like Yeah, I mean, you're getting high on your own supply, basically. And you realize mm-hmm. that I can, you know, and, and it's not at first where you're just like, okay, I can instantly change how I feel in a situation. But it's just like anything. It's like any mm-hmm. sport or anything you do, you have to work on it and practice it and, and kind of learn. And, and, it's, and it's something you need to do daily. You got to be consistent with it, doing something and just being aware, you know, it's when you're driving in traffic. Okay. Let's, how am I breathing? You know, I'm starting to get upset. Okay. What, what's my, what's my breath doing? Am I breathing fast? I'm breathing using my upper chest, you know, basically what's called being a vertical breather where your shoulders rise up and down. Mm-hmm. You, know, you end up using your neck and your shoulders a lot more than you need to and that causes you to hold tension there which also makes you feel more stressed so it all kind of builds on itself and if you start okay breathing out wide get that that chest surrounding you know the abs going out 360 and you'll start kind of slowing down and being like okay there's what's the problem with me sitting here in traffic I, you know i can listen to a podcast i can learn you know i can do i'm grateful for having a car i'm grateful yeah for- you know, having, having a job or whatever that I can go to. Right. Uh, I love that. And I think, you know, for someone listening to this, who's kind of like on the fence about it, why they should start doing this. Is it too woo woo? What would you say to them? I would say that if you look at people who are high performers in most of their fields, you've got guys like the Navy SEALs and special forces, you know, there's a lot of pro athletes starting to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, executives, you know, top level CEOs doing some, something similar to this. There's it's, you know, you can get woo woo in it, but there's just a lot of science behind it now that mm-hmm. shows the benefits. 
And there's more and more research that's coming out about uh, how beneficial it can be. I love that. So what's the biggest takeaway you want our listeners to have from this talk and, and just from your story? I, my biggest takeaway is that you can, you don't have to be reactionary in situations in your life. You know, mm-hmm. you can control your response to situations. Something bad happens to you. You don't have to, you know, fly off the handle or get completely upset. You know, you have these emotions, you have to go through the emotional state, but you, it's just, it's not you, you know, it's you kind of the, the watcher of what's going on in your mind and that you can use your breath to really control how you react and to slow down and be in a calmer state. And then I think, you know, no matter what you want to do in life, you know, you can, you can do it. Um, you just got to make the plan. I mean, I, my situation is definitely different from a lot of people. I didn't have any kids, so I was able to, you know, save up and do take go out on my own. But I mean, if you want to do something else, start while you're still working and, you know, do it on nights and weekends and try to build that business while you're getting a regular income. I mean, you can do that. You can, you know, you're in control of your destiny. Oh, I love that. That's powerful. It's there's, you don't, you're you're not a victim. You know, we all have the ability to control um, our life and, you know, not be pushed around by outside forces. And I think, I think the breath helps you with that. And it's such a gateway into realizing that you can control your destiny. And that even if you're in a situation that you can't control in that moment, you can control how you react to it. Yes, exactly. That's so powerful. So I do have some rapid fire questions if you're ready. Okay. Uh (laughs) I love how people get nervous whenever I (laughs) I know. It's like my favorite reaction. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. The world needs love. Mm. I believe in myself. Mm. I'm grateful for friends and family and all the support that I've had, uh, especially going through this transition. Nice. Uh, Love is kind. Nice. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? That's a good one. Um, let's see. Yeah, that we that we can build our own future. That you know, no matter where you are, um, that you're not stuck there. And and honestly, that you you know that there's really no failure. Everything that happens, you know, it's it's a learning experience, and you can always move forward. Uh, there's no you know. You don't have to be right on everything. It's just, you know, you have the ability to, you know, take your life wherever you want it. I love that. That's empowering. Thank you so much, Taylor. And, um, oh, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, Well, it's my website is www.symmetry.live. And I'm on Instagram at T-S-O-M-E-R-V. Awesome. Those are the two easiest ways. Awesome. Yeah. And your Instagram is amazing. Like so, so much valuable content. Like I'm always learning. Like that's where I learned about the box breathing. Oh, thank you. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you love this episode I did with Taylor. And if something resonated with you, um, if you found something particularly useful, please don't hesitate to leave a five-star review on iTunes because it really helps with the show's ratings and getting the word out about the show. Also, if you are listening to this during a workout or your commute, I would love to see that because I love to see the show in action and when people are actually listening because you see the stats and you see that there's hundreds and hundreds of downloads. But then I'm more curious about like, well, what are you doing when you're listening to this? show what do you like where are you in the world so tag me on your insta stories motherhood unstressed and then i'll share it on mine as well have a great day this episode is sponsored by motherhood unstressed cbd supplements if you've been struggling with stress anxiety depression this is a supplement you definitely want to check out they're on my website motherhoodunstressed.com there's absolutely zero thc but they are going to affect you in the way that you are going to feel more calm more relaxed and more focused so remember to use the code launch at checkout to save 10 percent this episode is also sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Go to foursigmatic.com and use the code UNSTRESSED to save 10% on your medicinal mushrooms.